Sin Media acknowledges and pays respect to the people of the Woiwurrung and Boonwurrung language groups of the Eastern Kulin Nations, on whose unceded lands the Sin Studio stand. Sin extends this respect to the traditional custodians and people of the lands and waters our content reaches. It always was, and always will be, Aboriginal land. You're listening to Soul Food on Sin. My name is Marzi. We have the one and only Maddie Herbert of Velvet Bloom. How are you doing today? Hello, I'm well. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Having fun doing the interview stuff. <laughs> yeah, same. It's been it's been a big day of interviews. It's nice. Yeah, lovely to hear. Of course, the reason that we are interviewing you is because you've just released an EP, Where You Are. It's got three tracks, all three absolute bangers. I'm in love with it. I hope that you're enjoying the release too. It feels good to get it out. Yeah, it's been it's been really lovely. Like it's the first release that we've done that's acoustic, like with a body of work. So that's been really that's been really nice. We didn't really know what to expect in terms of like reaction and in terms of our shows and stuff, but it was really, really wonderful. Our tour went really well and yeah, we're really, really proud of the of the body of work as well. I'm glad that it was well received. I was actually meaning to ask you about the fact that it is acoustic. Is there any yeah. sort of reason why you decided to go about it that way? Well, we're kind of we've been in the process of writing our album, so we kind of just wanted to release something while um while the people are waiting <laughs> for the album. Sure. Yeah. So sure. keep so, people chomping at the bit. Yeah, and especially because it the writing style feels a lot more like I guess what you're going to be hearing for our future release but yeah so it, it kind of just made sense to put a taster out and then we can kind of release our our next um body of work i mean yeah comparing it to the previous ep and, and tracks like glimmer there's a little bit of a difference in in how you're going about it it seems a little bit more focused on the i guess the harmony side of things and just where you take it in terms of chord progressions and, and vocal stacking which is really interesting to me uh how is that process for you switching into sort of a little different lane a little bit more i guess soul centric in a way i mean th- that's always been kind of like my main realm i guess the band's uh, changes it into something different, I guess, with their interpretation of the music that I usually bring to them. But also in saying that we are all kind of progressing to that like more soulful realm. So yeah, we're, this is kind of like us being on our way there for the band thing. Yeah. Sure. Sure. How uh, how involved yeah. would you say the, the other members are in terms of like constructing their own parts and, and mm-hmm. attaching themselves to the songs in ways because you've obviously a lot of this is very introspective and a lot of this is yeah. coming from your own experience it's really nice to bring other people into that process Thank yeah I'm interested you. to hear what their approach is to, yeah. to joining on to your songwriting so with the EP that was written by Alex our guitarist in our band and Jay Jerome um, with uh, various input in different songs but um Alex was actually like the pioneer behind making the EP. He wanted to he wanted to create a space for me, I guess, to showcase like my voice in a way that it's not usually done with the band. He's also like an incredible engineer, so he mixed the whole thing and he was very involved in that process. Um, also instrumentation-wise, he always has like a really, really big part to play in the um in the melody and like in the chord choices and um, how they are played as well. And then Jay 
had a really big part to play in certain parts of where you are and um, also in Goodbye. So mm-hmm. um, with vocals, definitely, that was like quite even. Um, lyricism, I guess, was more on my end, but um, then the bridge was pretty much Jay's whole construction. So that was like really, really cool. Nice. Yeah, no, I really appreciate that that's such a collaborative process when mm-hmm. yeah, lyrically you are coming with things that are, that are quite personal, but also personable in a nice way, which is, is always enjoyable. It makes sense that this yeah. was informed by a guitarist to I mean by merit of it being an acoustic EP but also yeah just with what you're saying with where the melodies land and the chord definitely and like um as well with Jay like he wrote the lyrics for the second verse after he'd already heard like most of the song which was really cool because he was experiencing like similar things that I to like what I was experiencing at the time so it made heaps of sense for him to actually have input on the lyrics so that was that was really really nice yeah, nice. That is lovely to hear. So you actually went on tour with Jay as well. You did a little bit of a, a Melbourne stint and then you went down to, to Hobart to, to Jay's yeah, stomping Vic, ground. Vic and Tazzy, that was um that was really great. We we didn't really know what to expect, like with an acoustic tour. Like we've never done something like that. So yeah, the shows were really well received. We played at Cactus Room and that was amazing. Um, and God's Band Room and that was also amazing. We went down and um, played in Olveston and Hobart. We had two shows in Hobart and that they were also really wonderful. We had two sold out shows there. So that was really cool. Love that. Love to hear that. Yeah. Cactus Room makes sense for that space as well because it is quite an intimate. Oh, it was so nice, especially like with the sound quality in the room. It just like it made a lot of sense acoustically. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. You did a. You actually recently did a show uh, up at the Snow as well. Oh, true. Yeah, we had a we had a band show up at Hotham um, at the Jenny. That was really fun. Um, we just wanted to kind of showcase some of our newer music and. Mm. Also, we hadn't played together in a really long time in like a in a public space. So that was also really nice. I miss sure. playing with boys. Yeah. And especially like showing music that you haven't really played heaps live to a sample of people who are pretty far removed, I guess, from your audience is a really good way to kind of like see how it lands. Um, yeah. So yeah, that as well. Yeah, we'll we'll circle back around to that as well because I definitely mm-hmm. have questions. That we we actually ask everybody that comes through um, on Soul Food just in regards mm. to the local scene. But before that, uh, it's yeah. not often that I get the chance to uh, talk about gear with people. But being uh, a musician myself, we've had this discussion before that you have yes. a new microphone. Oh yes, yes, the um, OPR mics. We actually have a few new microphones. Um, which is really, really nice. They gave us some ribbons that are really, really gorgeous. They're like, um, they're called the pill. Um, Mm -hmm. We've also got like, yeah, the U-Mod and um, a a 251 clone, which is insane. It's a tube mic. So it takes a bit of time to warm up. It's actually warming up at the moment. Um, But just sound that you get, it's so warm. And like, because I have like, some pretty harsh uh, frequencies like in the mids. So like, it's really nice. It kind of tames them a little bit. I mean, we say harsh, but I think that that, that, that vocal quality is very characteristic of, of what you do. And yeah. <laughs> it's, it's essential. It's good. It's gra- I'm glad that it makes it in there. Um, yeah. that, that microphone, I'm assuming, was also the one that you used to record this acoustic EP with. 
Oh, um, no, we actually, so part of it, um, we, sure. I ended up using a Sennheiser, um, on my voice for, uh, goodbye, which was really cool. It ended up giving it that more gritty sound, which I, I don't think I've really experimented with very much in the past. Um, but I really enjoyed that. And I think that you'll probably be hearing a little bit more of that in future releases, but, um, then for the. Uh, for Miles Away, we used um, a U87 with like, oh, what was it? It was like, it was a specialty one. And so he'd made it um, before he'd actually released the 251 clones. And yep. so it was like a U87, I think, with a CK12 capsule. So it was. Yeah, actually, I remember you mentioning that one. Which I loved um, as well. But then he's like, I've literally got a mic that is exactly what you're wanting. Do you just want that? And I was like, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we recorded Miles Away with the U87 clone and then um, Where You Are, Jay and I both used the 251s. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, well, it's lovely to hear because, um, you know, while there are differences in the sonics between your previous EP and this acoustic EP, mm-hmm. uh, the one thing that remains pretty consistent throughout is the uh, the way that you record your voice and just the way that it's positioned in the mix and, and the overall tone of it. It's yeah. rare that I hear something that uh, t- that in terms of like the mix is actually quite dry in mm-hmm. where it sits, but because of the actual like recording quality of it, it's that good and you already have that distinct tone of voice that like it, I think that making like putting too much reverb on that would kind of just drown out what the actual character is a hundred percent and like um as i said like i'm excited to experiment with it more so in terms of um in terms of what we're running like my vocals through but i i definitely really like that that polished clean sound (laughs) yeah for sure no it sounds phenomenal there's there is that really nice yeah like intimate quality to your voice on this ep but even just tonally there's like that that sort of mellotron type of sound and you have that sort of b3 organ sound coming through on goodbye as well which is really nice it kind of lends itself to the conventions of the genre which i think is really sick yeah and alex is very much a gearhead so he is very into like his synths and stuff and we are lucky enough to be using our friends um prologue at the moment so we've definitely had um We've definitely had some sounds from that in there, but also the Arturia as well, the Key Lab. So uh, that yeah. was really helpful for a lot of sounds um, from the EP. And um, Alex is also just very particular uh, about the synths and stuff that he uses. So that was really cool to work with him on um, because a lot of the synths, I'm just trying to remember, in Goodbye, a lot of that was recorded by Jay. Um, we had that his keys player on the grant at the end of um, where you are, but I think in terms of like in terms of miles away, that was all Alex. So Alex played the synths and stuff. Like I hummed some melodies, and he just like made um, made the melodies on the synth and stuff. So um, yeah, I don't know. It was it was very collaborative. Um, probably more collaborative than 
any of our releases in the past have been which was really really nice like I love I love working with both of them yeah no that's lovely to hear uh you mentioned earlier that uh Alex was kind of informing a lot of the decisions that you went on to make by just having set out the instrumentals beforehand was there a little bit of back and forth between you guys like once you'd figured out where you wanted to go with things and kind of switching around some of the instrumental and getting it all to fill out yeah, well, um, I guess he'd heard what I'd already written, um, which was cool. Okay, sure. When it came to the chords for like Where You Are or Miles Away, that was written by me and then he'd heard it and he'd heard me play it and then he was like, cool, I think I know where I would take this. And then as a producer, I guess, um, went in and kind of changed a few parts, like just adding little licks or kind of embellishments in certain areas. But um yeah, he wanted to kind of keep it pretty true to how it was written and raw. So that was really, really nice. Sure. Yeah, raw is definitely the word there. There is a lot of tension in release, I think, uh, <laughs> especially in Miles Away. The yeah. whole time, I, this is kind of speaking anecdotally as a musician, but yeah. the whole time I'm like screaming, begging for that like dominant seven to come in on the, the fourth. And then <laughs> finally it happens. I'm like, yes, such a yeah. moment. It's really nice that you guys have thought out that sort of process and and, and yeah. gave us that sort of journey through the through the EP, which is, yeah, it's great. Yeah, definitely. And that bridge part, my God, like, yeah, he's so, so onto that. Um, and just like we'd been, I've been working on that one for a while and like when I first made the structure, it kind of went to um that big moment at the end like quite a bit earlier and that was going to be the bridge and then there was a part oh. there was a time where it was also going to be in the entire like in each chorus yeah so it, it it had a lot of different forms before it came the form that it was and I think that Alex adding the bridge that he added to it just like made it glue it made it make so much sense yeah, for sure. It definitely contextualizes everything really nicely. Yeah. Um, yeah, you were mentioning working with Jay in terms of what Jay's input was with the instrumentals as well as some of the songwriting side of things and, and the chord progressions. I would love to hear what your process like was like uh, with some of those harmonies that came through because, oh. my goodness. Isn't his voice just insane? Phenomenal. Like, yeah, I... With Jay, it's just like every idea that came through was just so right. Like we just, we work so well together. And I think um, we have since, like, since we started writing Where You Are, it just like, it fell together so naturally. And we both have had so many conversations about like, I've never sang with anyone in a way that has felt like as good as it does with Jay. So that was really cool. Like we both have a very, very similar and also very different approach to certain to like to our writing styles and so like all of the parts that were missing I think from each of our writing styles like the other person was able to bring in and compliment um and like we were able to compliment each other in that way so yeah. especially harmonies and stuff like um Jay kind of said he hadn't really had a heap of experience like doing harmonies in the way that I guess I went about them and I didn't realize that like I went about them differently so I, I don't even know what my approach is but I guess I just do them and then he's like oh like I wouldn't have thought of that but it just like it, I don't know it made sense that's really interesting you because yeah. you wouldn't tell honestly it sounds like well, you guys he, have just been doing that from day dot 
yeah well like that's the thing like I think he's like he's always obviously written harmonies and stuff for his own song but maybe he hasn't always like um because we'd kind of go through and be like oh we'll try this and then we'll stack them and then like sure. I will also just like delete them and start more and then he'll be like oh were they not good <laughs> like maybe something I don't know maybe something else makes more sense or like that and then like even with the with the bridge part I think that was like one of my funnest like that was that was one of the most exciting times that I've had like writing um like melodies with someone and like constructing harmonies like especially coming out of that bridge bit we had like so many versions of getting into that last chorus and Mm. so because we had like a version that was like doing the runs a lot quicker and then kind of like blasting into the chorus or like slowing them down and then we kind of like met in the middle and did this like what ended up eventuating with that like last part but that was really cool like it was just so collaborative and Jay is just such an incredible musician like and such an incredible vocalist so um it was really nice our voices our voices blend really nicely together yeah no you you both are absolutely it made perfect sense to land on what you did there with those runs doing that in tandem again I just it's been ear candy for me for the past however many days (laughs) it was it felt really good to do as well and and actually at the time that he recorded his parts I had laryngitis and like we he'd come over with the intention of us recording it together so it was so disappointing to like not be doing it together and I felt like because he's he's the harmony there so I had to then do my melody to his harmony which was kind of a bit weird um Mm. It's like a singing along to yeah. it was a <laughs> such strange. a stupid analogy, but it's like singing along to those TikTok videos of like, here's your note. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was a bit, it was a bit hard because like we, I think we'd had this vision of, um, because we'd been, we'd gotten the both the two five ones. We were kind of just going to set up like across from each other, and then we could feel it out together. Yeah. And I think in the future that's definitely something that I want to do with him because we are very in sync vocally. But like, yeah, it was definitely a challenge not being able to do that. But Jay just like smashed it. Even like him doing the harmony without my vocal. I guess he had a version of my vocal, but it wasn't the final one. I had to like conduct where he was like coming off the notes and stuff. Oh my god. Which was like, a bit strange as well. Um, and because I was on vocal rest, like I couldn't talk and I was getting so frustrated. Um, and so it was he. <laughs> but it was. It was definitely um it was definitely an experience that we both like were very happy that we had. For sure. I mean it, it pays off a hundred percent. Again, I can't I can't overstate it it's phenomenal. And honestly, for everybody listening in, it's just more incentive to to go see you guys live whenever that happens again. Like that just just yeah. catch it in real time. Yeah. Um with the EP songs, like, it, it just felt like a different world, which was really cool. We were able to even at all of our shows, we stripped back, like, a lot of our other music, and that was amazing. And also seeing Jay in that format, we ended up crafting his set so that we were um, – I was doing BBs for him and Alex was, like, playing um, guitar. So that was awesome as well, like, just diving into his songs and, like, figuring out like what we would do with them um and then we also did a lot of writing with Jay so we've got a few songs coming out with him um on his album and some on our album and you know that's just going to be a ongoing collaboration forever and ever because I love I love him (laughs) that's great that's what we love to hear we're uh we're gonna move into a couple industry questions now actually because this is what we do yeah (laughs) lovely 
um, because we really enjoy diving into the particulars of, uh, obviously, Soul Food itself is a new show that we've started at Sin and um, reflects kind of where we're at in terms of soul and R&B music in the industry because it's it's very much uh, something that needs a bit more support and, and is kind of only just now getting its flowers in a way that it's deserved to for quite some time. Uh, how do you feel as an artist within this genre that the industry has uh, welcomed and supported you so far? Um, it's been a bit of a weird journey, I think, for me. I was actually talking to our publicist about it this morning and um, we kind of started out on um, on the Mornington Peninsula like without anyone like down here really playing soul music that we knew of. So like a lot of the lineups that we would get added to and I think as well at the time we were definitely a lot more like indie rock still with soul elements but like we would we fitted the rock realm a little bit more so we would get added to a lot of lineups that like made absolutely no sense for us and then it wasn't until I started working at the Nightcat um that like I started actually meeting artists that were a lot more similar to our like the sound that we were kind of developing as well Mm -hmm. um so yeah I don't know this in terms of support like we're definitely supported, but I wouldn't say it's by, um, I don't think we've found our community yet um, in yeah. terms of like uh, soul music people because I think as well our releases up until this point have been like um, definitely like dipping in and out of that soul realm. Sure, sure. That makes total um, sense. I'd say like when we play live where where soul pop rock kind of stuff so um yeah it, it kind of just depends on like the support slots that we get and I guess we kind of like tailor our show to like whatever's required of us but um yeah I definitely think that a lot of people who are working on soul music probably especially like in our area probably haven't found their the full capacity of their audience at least sure would you say that in terms of the consumer side of things, so that that there is an ear for it, that that the local scene is definitely like wanting to hear more of this stuff. Yeah, definitely. I think I think also it's like soul, especially in like Melbourne, Nam. Like it's it's becoming a lot more of a like. There's so many different ways that it can be created, which I sure. think is something that I really love. But like, it, it's not usually just like you know your classic Motown soul that you're hearing it's like it's branched off into so many different areas so like defining what soul music is is so hard and like defining like why you like music or like why you like that specific type of soul music is like yeah can be really really hard but I think that there's definitely a massive calling for it and I think you know whenever we play live people are like oh what like what would you say (laughs) I'm like I don't know (laughs) like I think we're kind of like we mix between like a classic soul and like a new soul sound, um, but I, there's there's always other elements. Um, so like sure. for, Mel- for for Melbourne um, and like that area, I would say that there's a lot of like soul jazz or soul rock or soul pop or like that kind of thing. So it kind of just depends on like um, where you're taking it. Sure, yeah. sure. I would I would uh, addendum to that as well and say that. Uh, there's definitely an element to 
um, it being an Australian influence to the music as well. Uh, I wonder if you have any insight or or just personal opinion on the local R&B music um, potentially not seeing the same success as, as international counterparts have and, and just what we could potentially do to remedy that. Yeah, totally. I think... Um... Yeah, it's it's a really it's a really hard one actually. Like you know, there's artists like Remedy who like I'm just baffled as to how Remedy's not bigger than she is. It's crazy. Same. To me. Like, <laughs> it, it's wild. But like then you look in even like Sydney and stuff. You've got artists like RZA again, who I just I can't fathom. Like I can't understand why they aren't. Um, you know, even even like being pitch to big festivals and stuff like it's not it's not that the energy is not there when they're performing because like damn if you see like either of those artists live like you will just like you will just cry and like be the most energetic version of yourself like it yeah they're, they're both all-encompassing artists it's it's really hard to say how like people can support more apart from like actually buying tickets to their shows and like actually supporting them in that way um but yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure why why in Australia you don't see the same success as um in you know America or Europe or the UK. But I do think that we have a very male dominated industry here. And um there's definitely like a big calling for like surf rock and stuff, which is which is really great. But um it kind of seems to be the genre, like the genre. Sure kind of like is willing to go out and like spend money on and that kind of thing so um it it's kind of it's kind of I think maybe closed people off to hearing like what else is out there maybe just because it's um it's so prevalent but yeah I've got no idea why a lot of smaller soul artists especially in our area like aren't bigger than what they are and I think that if they were to move like or not not necessarily make the move globally but start pitching globally they would see probably a lot more success than they would in Australia sure sure uh do you think not to I'm not boxing you in with this at all by the way but (laughs) I I question personally sometimes whether it is a case of um the the industry side of things and needing a bit more push from there too to kind of get things heard I can yeah I completely agree I agree with that. Um, and I also think that, yeah, for, for a long time, like, you know, this kind of music, I guess, has been more, more isolated because, like, uh, of inclusivity. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, that would also have, like, a massive role to play in why it's not being heard as globally or even, like, on just a in a local scale. Um, I think that there are obviously a lot of radio programs and stuff that are tailored to it. Um, but I, I also definitely feel like people should, if they're into soul music, they should be looking for more programs that play soul or like um, looking for more blogs that kind of are more oriented towards like whatever, whatever genre you listen to, you should, you should kind of be looking for the people who support that genre. Um, yeah. Because I feel like you kind of, I don't know, in Australia, you're kind of spoon, like spoon-fed music by sure. whoever, like whatever station you're listening to or that kind of thing. And, you know, if something like Triple J is like your main source of music, you're probably going to be like listening to whatever they're playing. Um, 
that is more suited to you so like whether it be like you know pop or indie rock or whatever's like commercial um then that's what you're going to listen to there's an opportunity to expand your horizons that Definitely. that everybody has a chance at yeah i, I think a, yeah. a a great place to start with what you're saying would be to to follow velvet bloom as well as to follow yeah. soul food and just yeah, see 100%. community is so yeah. important because yeah. we all share things around too there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of that like uh, you've you've already name dropped a couple of artists too like there's there's a lot of support yeah. happening from person to person yeah, which and, is great. and even like i mean you look at someone like kai or bajura like these are yeah. or like kai, um yeah yeah you know, all incredible artists who are definitely like making the genres more prevalent um so yeah you should also listen to their music hundred <laughs> percent. I've got one more question for you, and then we'll we'll, we'll wrap things up and and let you go. My first question is: What are your predictions for the future of Australian soul, Australian R and B? Yeah, cool. So, um, my my projection, um, I think that uh things like things like Big Sound or uh, South by Southwest or even just industry people like they they have such a big pull and. Um, it would be really cool if if the love was shared, I think, a little bit more between genres, not just with soul music, but, um, you know, cross-genre cross kind of love. I think that it's definitely becoming a lot more prevalent and I think that a lot more people are becoming a lot more engaged with, like, soul releases. Um, so, yeah, I'm feeling overall positive, but I do think that a lot of people are going to continue to move elsewhere, um, like overseas mm-hmm. and stuff where they're music is more appreciated um and where their you know their artistry is more appreciated because it's not always appreciated in the way that it is um elsewhere in Australia so yeah I would say that's my predict my prediction for what's what's going to happen with I guess that that was more vague than soul music but no that's fair (laughs) I'd love you to just plug everything that you got going on and and put all the things out there yeah, we're working on an album at the moment, um, as I said a little bit earlier. So we are going to be working on that until the end of the year and then it's going to be released in 2024. So that's kind of, that's where we're at. We're not going to be playing a heap of shows um, in the time because we really want to focus on making it really, really exactly what we want to be putting out into the world. So um, that's definitely going to look very, um, very soul very very much soul so sure. um in, in all in all definitions of the word like we're kind of going for there are a few songs with kind of like a new soul sound there are some with kind of like a hip-hop soul feel and there are some kind of that are more rooted in like a classic vintage Motown soul feel so um yeah we're just kind of tying them together at the moment like figuring out some interludes and that kind of thing but we're really really focused on creating the best quality of album that we can so um yeah, we're not we're not um, actively playing shows uh, for the rest of 2023, but um, you might see us on a few lineups. Um, yeah, the focus sure. is the album. No, 100% makes perfect sense. Great. It's great to hear that you've got a release coming for next year. I'm very much looking forward to that. That sounds like it's going to be uh, definitely something for everybody that's a fan of soul food uh, to be yeah. getting their ears around for sure. Uh, but okay. in the meantime... We do have this release that you've just put out. Uh, do you want to tell us if there's any anywhere that we can go to get some physical copies or anything yeah. like that? 
So um, obviously, whatever you're streaming on, we've also got a music video for Miles Away online on YouTube. Um, and then you can get a CD that's on our Bandcamp. And then we've got other merch like our vinyls from our Glimmer EP and stuff on there as well. Um, so, yeah, I also wanted to say, actually, like um, before when you were talking about how can people like help community radio and like supporting blogs, like any any form of assistance for like community radio any form of support that you can give them like just just listen just listen that'll show you good music yeah well thank you i, I take that as a compliment as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course um yeah, no, that's lovely to hear um yeah, yeah i i agree because we, we did the radiothon not too long ago with sin too and, and one thing that i was saying that entire time was like support by supporting us you're supporting the, the music scene so totally and like um you know we we couldn't do what we do in the capacity that we do it without um people like you to plug our stuff so thank you very much <laughs> well thank you for providing stuff that's good to plug yeah <laughs> Uh. <laughs> um, and yeah, you can find Velvet Bloom at Velvet Bloom, of course. And you're listening to Soul Food on Sin. Mm-hmm.